Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This week, Guitar Nerd is sponsored by Solid Gold FX. Solid Gold FX are a Canadian effects pedal powerhouse making boutique goodies that we at Guitar Nerds really think are worth a spot on your board. Across the board, Solid Gold FX offer high quality, originality and affordability with a range so comprehensive that there is definitely a pedal that they make that you, dear listeners, should purchase. Looking for fuzz? Well, there are eight different fuzzes in their range. From the dual tone bender circuits of the communication breakdown down to the modulating polyphonic octave down synth fuzz of the Lysis. And of course, it doesn't stop there. There's so many cool, interesting, unique effects. The countercurrent, a momentary feedbacker and delay for 8-track garage rock ambience. The Funkzilla for a super controllable ultimate envelope filter for rhythmic funk quack. Check out SolidGoldFX.com for more information on their entire line of pedals. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Reverend Guitars, and we are very happy about that because we really love Reverend. Well-built, affordable, unique, extremely cool, retro with modern sensibilities. Recently, we've had a Jetstream 390 and a Greg Cock Gristlemaster sent to us from Merchant City Music in Glasgow, and we've loved them both. The Jetstream is a gorgeous, reverend, original, jaggedly shaped retro offset with three specially voiced P90 pickups and a deliciously roasted maple neck. The Gristlemaster is an oversized T-style guitar with the incredible sounding Fishman Tele pickups, a Firebird style ramp and a tonal palette so broad you'll never need another guitar. Seriously, their range is massive. Choose from a fantastic spread of bolt-ons, set necks, basses, and unique signature models. If you love guitars and you love this podcast, then I'm afraid you're going to need one. Check them out at reverendguitars.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. This is the 276th episode. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Good day to you. And Jay Cross. Hi, Joe. Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hello, there. gang. Hello. And hello, listener. Welcome to another Listen, episode. Listen, before we, before we go in, 
Right. I'm, I'm not going to let you get away with that. <laughs> 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 okay. So you just said, you said what? This is the 276th episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. 276th episode. Okay, and we've done roughly 276 episodes of Patreon as well, right? That's right, yeah. In fact, maybe more. Probably more like 350, including all the other rubbish that you do when I'm not around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, we've all been mates for about, what, 10 years? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe longer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just introduced... Uh, you had to start again because you introduced Matt as Matt Clark, not Matt Knight. <laughs> I would have accepted Clark Kent or Superman <laughs> <laughs> or Superman, but uh, Matt Clark is just an. You just you said, you said Matt Clark, and then just there was silence, presumably because you were trying to work out whether either of us noticed that you got your mate's name. I, I wasn't completely sure completely incorrectly. I wasn't sure if it was going to lead somewhere, some sort am, of like weird joke, some segue joke. No, it was it was pure pure idiocy on on my part. I, 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 I is feel it a patron terrible. subscriber? I don't. I don't think he is. He's a, um, a, a prop designer for the BBC. But uh, oh, he's going to have to be a Patreon subscriber now. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, uh, well. Apologies once again, Matt and Jay. Thank you for sharing that with with our listeners. Um, despite right. my deft editing at the at the start of this episode, I'm also I'm also sharing. With, uh, it's it's too hot in this room, so I'm also sharing with the listeners the, the seagulls, uh, the seagulls that live on my roof because I've had I, to open the window. It's too hot. I, I like that. It means that our listeners get the sound of Brighton. So, so wherever you're listening from us, uh, to us, listener, in whatever corner of the world, you get the, the you know, I um, Brighton sound. I have to close my windows because we have occasional noisy neighbours. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so... My noisy neighbours not- are just the, just the seagulls. And whenever I'm on a call for work, everyone's always, everyone always says, oh, it's... Sounds so relaxing. So, oh, it's, so, it's so lovely. So relaxing. I'm like, are you mad? Yeah. Try See seagulls that live like... on my roof. It's a nightmare. Seagulls aren't relaxing. Have you, no. I've seen one eat a rabbit whole. <laughs> They're the size of a dog. In Brighton. The Brighton seagulls are um, like, they're some sort of like mutated form of mm. a regular girl yeah. of the sea. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they are ridiculous. Yeah, they will eat your chips and your hand if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, Indeed, they're dangerous. Now, at the uh, at the start of every episode, I like to introduce our new patrons um, who have joined us over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where you can as well if you want some extra content. But uh, we've got just upgrades this week. So hello and welcome. Well, not hello and welcome, but thank you for upgrading Nick Rivet up to... Our $10 tier, and also to Robert Butterworth, who's done the same thing and is up at our $10 tier. So Happy thank days. you. Thank you very much. Your names will both be in the song this week. Ever closer to mod mode. Ever clo- very close to mod mode now, within about $50, $60, I think, now, which is uh, it is getting close. I mean, I, I, you say it's close. I feel like with the release of, and I, I do hate to, you know, give you a little bit of credit here, Joe, but, mm. um, you know, with the release of, the new podcast, the side, the your side hustle. Yeah, um, I feel like we're going to start hemorrhaging uh, patron backers <laughs> with with, you, with people being like, "No, get this base rubbish off my feed." 
Yes, yes. Well, I have been. That's why the the base Guitar Nerds podcast is only every other week alternating with the Friday special. So it's not it's not an overload of base content. I was very careful. Oh, it's not Patreon either. You're just putting it out there. Oh yes, it's just a, it's 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 available. It's available oh, right. for all. Yes, the, I, the pa- I mean that shows you how little I pay attention. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now we have to start this episode. Obviously, just to, you know, it's worth mentioning the the you know the sad news that happened. Um, this this week with the passing of of legend Peter Green, um, yes, an inspiration to many guitar players and obviously the owner, the first owner, well, not the first first owner, but the first I guess famous owner of the uh, the Peter Green fifty nine Les Paul, which went to to Gary Moore and now to uh, to Kirk Hammett. Yeah, um, I think you know one of the probably most recognised guitars. And probably the most famous 59, I think. Um, yeah, without doubt. Maybe the most famous Les Paul. Yeah, yeah. quite Yeah, quite quite possibly. I think... Um, so maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe like slashes, but... Yeah, I think... Other than that, I think... For, for, certainly for like guitar players. Yeah. As I, opposed I to, you know, people like rock and roll enthusiasts. I would say that uh, Peter Green's guitar is, is yeah, just a legendary... Um, What's, um, guitar. what's interesting is that I would say that Slash is famous for playing a Les Paul, but this Les Paul itself is actually famous. Ah, that's yeah, a great famous, point. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a very good point. Um, this this Les Paul has sort of transcended beyond its owners. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's probably helped that um, it's not even been used by f- famous players, obviously, but then just really famous tracks. Um for those of you who don't know, Peter Green originally got his start in uh, John Mayall's Blues Breakers, which is a famous um, sort of uh, blues outfit from from London that basically had Eric Clapton, Peter Green, Jimmy Page, and uh, Jeff Beck. I think all ended up playing at some point. There's that, and there's all the Yardbird stuff, all that, all that sort of music happening around the sort of mid to late sixties. Um, which I think he bought the Les Paul in. I think he bought it in 67 or 68 from joining that, you know, after Eric Clapton was really famous for playing what what was called the, you know, the beanie um, on that, on that album cover. And then um, he used that. I think he probably used it as far as I know, used it for obviously one of his most famous hits, which was Black Magic Woman, which is famously covered by Santana and then Albatross, which reached number one. Um which is amazing because I doubt you'd ever get an instrumental piece of guitar music as uh, number one on the album charts, the, Brit- the British nowadays. album charts yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Um, just goes to show the power of, you know, the kind of music at that time and how big guitar playing was. Um, and then obviously that guitar then got handed to Gary Moore, which was obviously really famous, which he'd had for years. And obviously throughout the 70s and 80s was more famous for playing things like the Strat and stuff like that. And then obviously still got the blues in 1990, 1991. And then obviously that guitar became the most famous Les Paul out there. Um, and then Kirk Hammett purchased it last year or the year before for a reported $2 million. Now, $2 million, which he's, I've actually seen more videos of him playing that Les Paul recently than uh, any of the kind of 
ESPs that he's more famous for, which I'm not surprised if he paid two million pounds for. It, I'm sure he wants to get his money worth. Um, <laughs> Did you see? That. You see the picture that you put up of it this week in tribute to Peter Green. Uh, was that on, the one on his Instagram? Yeah, on his Instagram, where he's got yeah. it—he's got it on a guitar stand just next to the sea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking it's, a leaf out of Yogi's book there. Yeah, I think. yeah, it's just, Oh, follow this great guy. He's always taking pictures <laughs> on the stairs. Like, I've got a two million guitar. I think I'll just put it by the sea. Um, um, there's a uh, so j- just jumping back to uh, to Peter Green for a sec. I, I was having a look on his Wikipedia page earlier, and there's a uh, there's a great quote on here from. Uh, this guy, Mike Vernon, who was a producer uh, who was working on uh, the John Mayles uh, Blues Breakers record. <clears throat> and uh, the quote goes like this. As the band walked into the studio, I noticed an amplifier, which I'd never saw before. So I said to John Mayle, where's Eric Clapton? Mayle answered, he's not with us anymore. He left a few weeks ago. I was in a sh- shock of state. But Mayle said, don't worry, we've got someone better. I said, wait a minute. Hang on a second. This is ridiculous. You've got someone better than Eric Clapton. John said, he might not be better now, but you wait. In a couple of years, he's going to be the best. Then he introduced me to Peter Green. That's, a, that's a good little bit of storytelling there. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And actually, I think, um, I mean, obviously Marshalls were big at that point, but I've got a feeling he was really famous for playing an orange. Um, I think he played one of the original ORs. I remember going into a shop on Denmark Street probably about eight or nine years ago now and they had an OR an original 60s one from that same same era which was like an RR120 like the, just the pictures and then the optional reverb unit which was the same size as the head <laughs> yes. but was just a reverb unit it just had one control on it um, amazing but yeah a great a great tone I mean Black Magic Woman Obviously, most people probably know the Santana version, but the Peter Green version's incredible. It's amazing guitar sound on it. And um, obviously, Albatross is, you know, his his mark on guitar history, I guess, um, for that. And it's a shame that, obviously, we, we had so many years without without him playing, but I guess the guitar sort of carried on. Um, just, it's, it's amazing that it's with Kirk Hammett, someone who's actually actively playing it, um than a kind of museum piece i guess yeah yeah um, and it was actually used on the last metallica album and recently when metallica did a live stream playing it through a katana air so uh you know <laughs> <laughs> sort of buddies now you know but, yeah. i mean uh, it, is, it is great though it is great you know uh, like it's fantastic that uh that they're still that you, like you say that they're still using it i mean i, I watched a, a live session of um of Metallica's recently, they were they were doing um, they, they did a great version of Master of Puppets, and I'm like I'm not normally into watching like live videos, but yeah, I watched this and it was it was fantastic, and it's it's so good that he is still out there rocking it. You know, it doesn't really matter that it's this ridiculously expensive guitar. It's just it's his guitar, isn't it? You know, he just wants to use it. Yeah, I guess I. I think it's. I mean, it's had a pretty. It's had a pretty hard life. I, th- I think it had a neck break. I'm sure. I remember talking to Gary once, and he was saying it had one or two neck breaks before. Right. Because he had two fifty nine. So I can't remember which which one was which. But um, obviously, that guitar also made collector's choice number one. Um, and I remember that when that came into the shop, which is arguably probably the most collectible 
modern day Gibson. I'd say that's the one that most people want. It's yeah. one of the most expensive. They never come up secondhand. Um, yeah, the Melvin Franks. They did an aged. They did. I think they did a. I think they did a Voss one, an aged one, and an aged and signed one. The aged and signed was uh, Tom Murphy as well. Mm. And I think they're going for like fifty, sixty grand. It's just you know, crazy, it's, isn't it? Mad, mad money. But they didn't make many. I, I, I think it was fifty or less in the aged and signed one. I think so. Um, we have, we had them. We have. Did we have one or two at GAC? We had one. One of each. Well, I think we had one of each, and I remember. Yeah. I know who the aged and signed went to, and um, spoke to a friend of of the owner um, at the guitar show that we went to in October, the London guitar oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he. I I asked him, and I I won't repeat how much he sold it for, but it was a. Uh, insane amount of money <laughs> um and fair enough i think at the time we said oh it'd be a crazy investment and uh lo and behold it was and, and whoever it was, owns it now it will probably still continue yeah to to go up in uh in price no doubt there but, you go. Uh, and yeah speaking of speaking of gack i mean i know i've talked about it before but i should should just touch base on uh maybe 20 2012 2011 2012 i can't remember exactly when it was peter green uh played in brighton played at the comedia which is this venue uh like 400 cap venue pretty small for for peter green you know yeah. um probably he, only he, 200 yards away from gack as well yeah 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 literally just around the corner from gack if people have been there and uh and um Gary Moore was going to the show and he was in the shop with us just like hanging out as, as he like quite often did um, just come in and towards the end of the day and pick a guitar and uh, turn an amp up to 10 and just, you know, it was Gary Moore. So it was, it was okay. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't let anyone else do it, but because it was Gary Moore, it was fine. And um, he was in the shop uh, cause he was going to the show and yeah, like just as we were closing up, um, Peter Green, this Peter Green's manager came in and was like, "Oh, is it all right if Peter comes in and has a quick look around?" And we were like, "Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah." And yeah, to be kind of in the presence of Gary Moore and Peter Green at the same time was like pretty bonkers, really. You know, two of the most iconic guitar players of all time, really. Of you know, certainly of like the modern rock and roll era, um, was really. Like something that I didn't appreciate at the time because I just sort of thought of Gary Moore as, you know, this mm. fella who came into the shop and was a great guitar player. And, you know, I thought of him as a fella more than I did as a guitar player. And it's only kind of in hindsight, I've looked back on it and thought like that was a pretty special moment. To Did um did they have like a guitar battle? Yeah, it was it was just like that movie Crossroads. <laughs> um, it, was, it was exactly like that. Uh, that's what happened. And um but unfortunately, I can't talk about it because it was. Uh, I had to sign an NDA, so yeah. Sorry, I, I, I'll never, I will never mention it again. But it was, uh, yeah, quite, quite a moment. I imagine so. Well, yes. Yeah, so, um, so yes, yeah, so Peter Green will of course be, you know, missed, missed by, you know, loads and loads of guitar enthusiasts for everything that he's uh, given to the to to music and to, um, and to the world of guitar. So. Yes, it's a sad loss for everyone. But moving on uh, to to kind of uh, other stuff, I've been getting really into boutique plectrums. Of course, 
Right. From the sublime to the ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting really into boutique plectrums. And so I put a post up like last week on uh, our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. And I asked people for, for kind of suggestions of brands. And we got some really good ones that um, some that I've looked into, some that I still need to sort of research more into. One thing I did was get a pack of uh, chicken picks. Um, yes, Joe. The, the, best picks Matt, out there. You you play chicken picks. What I've, chicken pick do you play? I've only used chicken picks. I've used chicken picks now for I would say eight years. Wow. And I actually really struggle to use a normal guitar pick. Well, they're like so very different. I imagine that. Yeah. yeah so it's... I um I had to buy some recently. So I buy three once a year um because they they pretty much don't wear out and actually where they do wear they kind of fit more to your your playing so and it's like 20 bucks isn't it for a pack of three yeah i think they were 21 euros for a pack of three so i use the shredder uh 3.5 mil it's um it's basically like having an extra bit of thumb on the end of your thumb right um but somehow five mil is a lot never break a string and uh, my guitar sounds better, so chicken picks. I, I honestly, if I go to the only time I might use a thinner pick is if I'm playing acoustic. Right. Um, but I just, I think the sound and projection of of a thicker pick, um, it's better. I was I used Jazz threes for ages before that. Um, are these be- larger than a Jazz three? Or are they? Yes, they the- actually do make a Jazz three shaped one. The only reason I went. To to jazz threes is because when I was at BIM, Guthrie Govan played jazz three, and then suddenly every guitarist at BIM was like, "Got to play a jazz three because Guthrie." <laughs> and then, of course, I never practiced, so I never got any good anyway. Um, and then I don't know how I found out about chicken picks. I yeah. honestly can't remember how I found out about them. I think it might have been someone else in the shop, actually, or maybe I. Maybe I saw it and we talked about it on a really, really early podcast and I bought them and then I could never really look back. But yeah, they are, I, I, I'm a massive fan of the thick pick. The, yes, the thick pick is something I've recently got into from playing this, the, uh, from playing some of the Guitar Nerds Gravity Plectrums that I still have. Uh, I think Andy Manley mentioned it on our Facebook group recently, mentioned the Guitar Nerds gravity picks and i was like i think i still have some of those so i went out and dug them out and they're 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 really good one and they're kind of a slightly larger size 1.5 mil but after playing them for a, a week i was like oh, I'm, I'm actually into this thicker larger plectrum so i started to go out and source them so i've gone for the two and a half mil the standard um chicken pick they're yet to arrive but i'm looking forward to it and then one of the other brands that i checked out that i was uh that i was uh recommended kai down uh on our facebook group recommended these quite highly for me which was windspear plectrums um now i'm going to uh i'm gonna upload this little unboxing i did of a plectrum <laughs> just yes. sounds really exciting box. no no it comes in a um it comes in like a uh a wax sealed envelope um and it is like ev- a wedding invitation yes like it's an that. invitation to tone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's an invitation to tone. But I went for one of their future um, size pickups, which are lovely. They've sort of got this wonderful crisscross etched uh, sort of body to the plectrum, so there's very grippy, and then it's a a decent sort of two and a half mil thickness. 
um, which is very, very good. But, you know, since I got these two and a halfs, I'm like, maybe Matt's right. Maybe three and a halfs are the solution. So I'm going to wait and get these chicken picks. But I think I'm probably going to. I'm probably going to buy some some more chicken picks in in a in a thicker size. But size, but there have been some fantastic other suggestions um, from people as well. So like, uh, um, uh, oh, I've, I've lost the, the the blue chip blue chip picks are another one to check out. They they were getting lots of positive um, commentary on the uh, um, on the group and uh, purple plectrums as well. Look like they do some mammoth sort of thick big plectrums it's a very very cool indeed so uh the um the toughest thing about moving to chicken picks was the fact that i actually had to buy picks <laughs> <laughs> having spent Matt, what so are you, many <laughs> what are you suggesting what are you suggesting we having... we always bought all of the picks and strings when we worked at gak what are you talking about <laughs> actually um what was funny <gasps> was uh at the weekend amy uh my partner decided to the a full clean of the washing machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, I only use chicken picks, and I always know I've got three. So I was, she was like, "I've just found loads of picks in the washing machine." I'm like, "Can't, can't be." I've used chicken picks for for years, but obviously, I've got like boss ones occasionally from like guitar shows, and loads of them had ended up in the filter where they'd been there so long they'd actually like started to disintegrate. Yes, they were wow. like actually bendy, and like all of the stuff had rubbed off the front. She was like, wow. "Do you need these?" I'm like. No, I do not. <laughs> so I do not need any more picks. My uh, my washing machine filter journey went from uh, you know t- ten years or whatever of working at GAC, and it was always plectrums. And then when I left GAC and started working at the uh, headphone place, it switched to being uh, headphone ear tips. That's what ended up in the in the washing machine oh. for, for like two years, and uh, and now it's back to being plex- back to being plectrums again. Um, and the occasional ear tip because I still, you know, I still dip my toe in that world. But it's. Uh, I am. Um, yeah. what, what's, what's, what's in your washing machine? For, actually, no, Joe. Don't, don't worry. About <laughs> yeah, it. Oh, no, we don't, we don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> um, I think what's interesting, though, is with this boutique pick, uh, as you say, Joe, there's loads of companies obviously trying to make their own mark on the plectrum. Yeah. And um, I think actually companies like Dunlop and stuff have, have actually followed suit because there are expensive picks as it were from um from dunlop that kind of go down a, a different route and you know how they play and how they feel and stuff oh, like I that as well that. so yeah there's um what were the ones that came out maybe about a year ago and i saw rabia had got some signature ones recently um oh, i can't remember they've got like a weird grip on them can't remember uh but they were really expensive if i remember rightly like at least 10 or 12 quid for a, a few mm. uh, which is obviously you know well you want to you want to how much talk- your picks mate 50p <laughs> yeah, 50p as they, as, as they have been since like 1992 yeah <laughs> yeah um i tell you who i think is really who shoulders a lot of blame for this is in in the you know introducing people to the world of kind of like boutique and interesting picks is jhs because you always get a gravity pick yeah. with a JHS pedal. And I just, I really think that it's opened a lot of people's eyes to just, you know, getting something different than a green Tortex, you know, everyone except Packham, of course. But like, <laughs> um, I, I think that it's it's just because you've got one for free, it's just uh, giving people the opportunity to try something new. And they have yeah. gone, oh, maybe I will get something that isn't just 
the same thing that I've been buying for the last 15 years or whatever, yeah. you know. And you oh, think yeah. those those gravities, that the, the JHS do that is quite good value because those gravities are like five quid are they? Um, for, you know, for a petrol. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, so it's great that they're sort of, you know, thrown in. I um I'm sure because I was just on their artist series. There's quite a few artists. Prime Tone was the pick I was thinking. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Metallica. Just uh, winding this back round to Metallica. Both James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett have their own signature picks. Kirk Hammett is a Jazz Three with an extra cutout that comes in purple sparkle. Good man. Um, I'm sure I heard once. I can't remember where I heard this. That when they were going on tour, I'm sure it might have actually been on the Dunlop website. That for tour they have seventy thousand picks each. Crikey! What? Before they go on tour, yeah. This week, Guitar Nerds are teaming up with Echoline Pedals to offer you a £10 discount voucher across their entire line of pedals. This awesome range of British-built boutique effects boxes have been a Guitar Nerds favourite since we first discovered their gloriously transparent overdrive, the Roadrunner, five years ago. Recently, Echoline Pedals have relaunched and expanded their entire range, now available in a more compact, pedalboard-friendly chassis and with an unbeatable Unbelievable pre-discount starting price of £119. Still handmade in the UK using the finest new old stock and top quality components, Echoline's range of drives, distortions, fuzzes and boosts are some of the sonically best pedals we have ever heard. They come with a full Guitar Nerd endorsement and we strongly recommend taking the plunge on one of these boxes. For details and to shop online, check out echolinepedals.com and use discount code I Love Guitar Nerds at the checkout for £10 off any pedal in their range. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted The Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Have you checked out the latest Ball Family Reserve collection from Ernie Ball Music Man? BFR is a celebration of Ernie Ball's heritage and instrument craftsmanship, which features some of the finest figure tone woods and finishes available. These rare pieces are offered in limited production runs and allow the public access to instruments previously reserved for family and loyal artists. 
This month features the Bongo in Wild Cherry Burst, the Majesty in Blue Steakhouse, and the Valentine in Target Burst. Learn more about where to get yours at music-man.com forward slash BFR. They pro- I mean, they probably throw loads out to the crowd. I know, I know, but it's but, just I like... I mean, that's still... I mean, that is a lot of It must of be between them. It must be between to just them. Be, to just be throwing... <laughs> <laughs> just, just big bags, just throwing a whole bag um, out there. But yeah, I guess, I mean, you know, they're probably doing like... That's probably like three years worth. But then again, I guess that's still like 15,000 picks a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's roughly how many I lose in the washing machine each year. So like <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair enough. Um these so Matt, just jumping back to this, these these prime times, they did these when when certainly when I was still at GAC, because I remember them coming in like, you know, posh little baggies. Um and we had a little counter display for them and they yeah, they are a lot of money. I think do you get three yeah, I, I think, think you, you get, get three. three for a tenner or something like that. Um I'm pretty sure that's. I'm just having a look on the website. I can't remember, but um, yeah, they were. They were. You know, they were. They were good. They were cool. I, I um. I would urge everyone to try a different pick. Just yes, go out there, absolutely. Because actually, yeah, that was the whole thing with chicken picks. Was just like got so used to using one, and then yeah, to go and spend seven quid on a pick is a bit like. All right, picks fifty p. Well, yeah, let's picks you know, picks of fifty p. Talking about kind of expensive plectrums, and I have I have mentioned this this brand probably over a year ago now when I first came across them, and it will bring us onto a guitar that I want to talk about, also made by the company, um, a Swiss company Huffschmidt, um, make some of the most expensive but also most fantastic plectrums I have ever seen. Um, they started off with um, they started off with the drop. I believe was their original uh, yes. plectrum. Do you remember the the drop? It is it it doesn't list the thickness of the drop plectrum, but in the pictures, it is as thick as the guy's finger, uh, <laughs> who's holding up. And and here's the thing: the drop is the most conventional plectrum in the Huffschmidt uh, Schmid uh, lineup. Um, so they do like glass effect ones. They have uh, the uh, Huff Glow plectrums, which are uh, glow in the dark, sort of lumen lay style plectrums. They also do um, the uh, the dense do midi plectrum, which looks like shattered glass. Um, These and, are mental. These and are and crazy. is the size of the size of a hand, I would say, uh, just the palm of a hand, but still sort of around. Oh, just that size. just the. <laughs> Yeah. Just the palm. <laughs> yeah, they they do another the Ketron uh, Peak One Thousand, which is as thick as it is long. Um, so, so there's just there's just such an incredible range of awesome, interesting plectrums. So if you ever want to try something, um, I tell you, a little bit different. They, their most expensive one is the Torlon Forty Two Hundred Three plectrum, which is seventy five euros, and it's the first what? time I've I've ever seen a. <laughs> There is a performance chart for high thermoplastics. That that's the kind of th- the the geeky stuff I want to see when I'm buying yeah, my pick. Absolutely. Um, yeah, these are these are crazy. I I I think yeah, it's very fitting to the uh, to the guitars actually. I I, um, I, I love these places. I'm definitely going to get one because you can pick one up for as little as thirty uh, euros. Um, but they they do obviously shoot up. Um, I'm quite a fan. There is a 15 mil thick mega anvil, 
which does <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's the one, but we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose one over the next few days. I just think they're so interesting 15, and fun and cool. Fifteen centimeter. Uh, yeah, fifteen. Oh, centimeters. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No, yes. Yes. It's fifteen like centimeters. That's right. That's ex- that's exactly what it is. Um, it's it's no. like a weapon. It's like yeah. Joe Branton in the studio with the anvil <laughs> pick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, it's it's really interesting. But but yes, I actually I was reminded of Huff Schmidt not by um, not by the conversation we were having about plectrums, but actually just you know as as I was sort of scrolling through Instagram, um, I came across this Huff Schmidt guitar, which is kind of similarly wonderful and experimental, and of course they're very very modern, you know, with, with sort of doing like these crazy sort of shredder plectrums, but they've. Um, a new guitar that they've made is is a kind of their flying V shape, which I love. That sort of at the uh, at the where there is no horn, I guess at the top underside uh, of the body, it's cut away as well, so you have like full access. It's a wonderful kind of modern take on a flying V, and it's sort of it's been relicked and everything, but very very tasteful. It's got the new Huffschmidt um, uh, uh, pickups, and uh, but. My my favourite thing about it, or one of my favourite things, was the fact that it's a 666 millimetre scale length. I saw that as well. That's, that's <laughs> so good. So good. Which, just... which in the real world means it's uh, 26 and a quarter inch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 26 and a quarter inch scale length. So yeah. actually not that different at all. But yeah, no. just um, just, just so calling good. it 666 mil. That's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. I, I, um, I love it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. The electronics inside as well. Where they got that filter? The cap for the uh, the electronics, which is the nuclear it's just a nuclear waste barrel is just yes yes the cap incredible. in the back of it is uh, so um, it's like attention to detail even underneath the control plate from this wonderful swiss company um i, I didn't see a, a price on this but it's it's oh, i'm there. on their website now actually uh comes with believe it or not a free gator extreme uh the only case <laughs> the, <laughs> it does. the only case extreme enough for such a guitar um three thousand four hundred and fifty euros um but given the spec um i think it's uh 
It's great. I mean, we're looking at, uh, yeah, totally unique stress finish. One piece, quarter sawn uh, mahogany body and neck. Um, we've also got... 20 coats of hand-applied oil-based varnish yes, and 20 and worst... coats of hand-applied PU lacquer. The world's first polyethercatone nut. Yes, yeah, that's something that they've uh, copyrighted as well, hasn't yes. it? Yes, and um, cryogenically Peak, treated for calling it. Yeah, I, I love everything about this brand. It's like there's so much attention to detail. Everything has to be a reinvention of the wheel with them. You know, like everything is sort of technology. <laughs> at, one of at their its top um, for guitars. One of their guitars has Lumen Lay pickups. Uh, which I think is incredible <laughs> because in the dark the entire pickup lights up. Oh, um, so awesome. Yeah, just just a great just a great brand. There's a bunch of great stuff um, that I've I've come across uh, in um, from Switzerland. Actually, I think there's a lot of boutique brands and stuff out there. So um, yes, yeah, one to definitely worth checking out. Some of the flame tops they've been putting on stuff is just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, yeah. Huff Schmidt are fantastic. Check them out, listener, if you haven't already. Now, as we mentioned last week, we are currently teaming up with Guitar Assembly of guitarassembly.com, which is this fantastic uh, business where you can visit their website and they've got a wonderful range of uh, articles uh, that will educate you on how to maintain and look after your existing guitars. But they also offer Luthery courses where you can build your own completely custom guitar from scratch, which is rather good. And we're teaming up with them to build a completely custom guitar from scratch. And of course, last week I, I asked podcast listeners if you'd submit ideas for body shape and then, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll choose our favourite ones and, and our, our favourite three or four and put them out in a poll on Facebook for you guys to decide and we'll take it from there. But, oh, you know, we've had some absolutely fantastic um, suggestions uh, recently. This uh, a, a chap called Alan Brunette um, has sent us some wonderful, uh, a wonderful design for uh, his T-track, um, T-style uh, guitar. And it's, uh, it's called T-track because cut through the middle of this kind of telly style body is a a tr- a track uh, a Channel. rooting a scalloping in I, a, <laughs> sorry say it again i'm not sure it's a i'm not sure it's a scal- it's a channel it's a channel yeah it's yeah, a channel yeah. through the middle it's of the body pipe. perfectly it's the tony in- hawk signature guitar yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfectly in line with where most guitarists kind of chug away on the strings, meaning that you can, you know, you can you can chug away there without hitting into the body. And it's just it's such a wonderful uh, sort of yeah, cool redesign on a classic shape. It's almost impossible to describe, but it sounds but it is very very cool. Um, that you know, I, I that one will probably make it through i'm quite excited um by that one and uh and then we've had we've kind of had a few a few others one of my favorites was a completely symmetrical strat so with the top horn the same as the lower horn that was uh that was quite okay. interesting i sent you guys through a handful of designs as well because i think matt you were hoping for some sort of triple pickup gretch style thing yes yeah i think um there was a couple of pictures floating around in the group and someone posted a picture of, that looked like a stumpomatic, 
um, which is a, a Gretsch Catalo I, I, I miss. I miss dearly. Yeah, you sold yours, which was... I did. It had very unique wiring, but we talked about it on a podcast before. But, um, yeah, I think um, something Gretschy. I want a Gretsch. We've had one one suggestion which is very much similar to a Vox Apache. Um, it was the Apache, wasn't it, with the built-in speakers? Mm, yeah. I thought or it was the Starstream. Sorry? Wasn't there one called the Starstream? No, the Starstream Apache... is the hollow one, the one that's got no body, that's just a frame. Yeah, ah. the Apache is the one with the... I, I think they've done. I think there've been a few, but yeah, the Apache. I think is the one that you're thinking of, Joe. Is it the one that looks a bit like a caravan? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. D- exactly. Very. Very cool indeed. So yeah. So there are some fantastic suggestions that you know I'm looking forward to kind of flicking through uh, this week and then choosing some um, choosing some finalists. Anyway, we should uh, we should move on and talk about some news. News. First up this week, well, it wouldn't be a normal week in guitars if Electro Harmonics hadn't released another pedal. Jay Cross. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have got a uh, an update, well, an addition to the uh, Electro Harmonics Looper range. Uh, so this is the 1440. Um, so EHX obviously <clears throat> have been releasing loopers for the last few years. Uh, the 14... 14- 1440 i think was the is the big one um i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah they've got they've got a bunch of different looper pedals but yeah the 1440 is kind of a what you would think of as a kind of more traditional uh electro harmonics uh shape so kind of like a uh um like a holy grail or something like that so like not a massive box and not one of the small boxes just one of the, is it the neo is that what they call this mm, yes i think it's the neo size i'm not sure no is it not the xo size oh maybe it's the xo i think yeah. the neo size are the smaller ones this is the xo side right okay size. yeah so, so yeah i think you're right matt i think it might be the the xo uh but yeah basically it is the um an evolution of the 720 uh which came out a few years ago uh so you've got all the bits and bobs that you would expect um but the thing that i think is unusual for a pedal of this size is it does have the ability to be midi synced uh which i think will be very useful uh for uh you know a lot of people who are using big rigs and stuff like that um it's got an lcd screen so you can just like get your timing dead on um there's also some effects built in which is really nice um you can octave your loops you can reverse your loops uh you can have like a single trigger of your loops um so yeah there's some really cool stuff in here actually um i think a, a lot more than you would expect from a uh electro harmonics pedal of this size because yeah as i say so many of the uh, I was just trying to find, I, I should have pulled it up earlier. It's just their other looper range. So there's, so they've now got in the, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. So I've just done. Yeah, it's the, every time you open the Electro, I honestly expect every time I open the Electro Harmonics website to be a different brand new pedal at the top. <laughs> yeah, so I've just, I've come up. I've come okay, right. So it's because they're in different sections. I, I just have gone on the product page and I've just done Control F and then typed in the word Looper, and it's told me that there's 35 instances of the word Looper on this one page. Yeah. Um. So there's the 1440, the 22,500, the 45,000, the 720, the 95,000, 
the Nano Looper 360, the Canyon, the Grand Canyon, although they're more delay pedals. Um, there's just so much. There's so much going on there. But yeah, actually, I think this looks really good. Um, I think having the MIDI sync is a uh, is a thing that will will sort of set this aside from other Looper pedals around this price because I think that's a really nice little feature. Um, yeah, I think this is good. I think this will be this sort of fills a uh, fills a gap. It's a super saturated market at the moment. The Looper pedal. It seems to be something that's you know that that continually in it has increased over the years but i think the thing that started to become popular are the simple like you know um like the simple loop. stuff like that yeah yeah after RC you know ones. you obviously had ditto ditto recently did the you know they they reimagined the ditto with a new screen boss introducing things like the rc1 you know a dead simple version of the rc3 um that kind of seemed to be the bread and butter of the looping world so um, yeah, so this is this is cool. Inter- interesting to see electro harmonics um, throwing something else into the round. I appreciate it. I can't, uh, I can't wait to see what they come out with next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. It is, is, like I've said it before. I, I would, and I'm surprised they haven't done it. Just a book, an electro harmonics book. That's everything they've ever made. Just, they probably but, just can't though. Like, there's, <laughs> there's too many. There's it too, will take too long. Yeah. There's too um, many. They've got one, two, three, four, five. They've got five different types of headphones. I didn't. I, I remember they brought out that one. The which one was it? There was the ones that was like the true wireless, the R and B buds. I remember those coming out, but yeah, I think they've, they've got, got five of... headphones: the Hot Links, the Hot Threads, the MYC Cans, the R and B buds, and the Sport buds. I mean. That's under the section tubes and pro audio. Uh, so you know, <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever had an electro harmonics pedal committed to a pedal board of mine. I don't think they've ever really done anything that is that I've wanted to buy. Not hmm. like a um. No, I had a micropog. Yeah, micropog. No, I never had one. Never had one as a bass player predominantly so it just you know yeah but I, you know I, what if you wanted to make your guitar sound that was bass sound like your guitar yeah <laughs> do, do you know what's, what's um what's really interesting is i've had i had a micropog when they first came out which I, I had on my board for a while and then sold it and then more recently bought a nano micropog um and i, I just really didn't get on with it Really? What's yeah, not to get on with? It's just a fantastic tracking one octave down, one octave but it, up. It um, up. it it has a very distinct electroharmonics octave sound, which when you turn it on, you're like, this sounds like a lot of other things that have got a micropog on it. Yeah, you know I, and I'm just like, it's um, which is great in one way. It's created its own sound, um, but I'm just like, I. Yeah, it, it's almost it was almost a bit too harsh. But then again, I'm very very used as used to as you probably are, Joe, of the sound of an OC two, yeah. which is super subby. And I re- I got this setting recently, which is I've been watching loads of bass players use OC two, octave down all the way up, everything off, everything else completely off, everything just, off, pedal it, off, uh, pedal off, off, just throw <laughs> the turn bass your electricity in the bin. off just in case, um, go outside. Yeah, so so no dry signal, no two octaves down. And it sounds like a synth. I'm like, how have I never done that? Yeah. I guess it's because it's a really unsensible setting to have. 
Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. I think um, Scott from Scott Divine from Scott's Bass Lessons uh, used to do this trick with a, using a DS1 and an OC2 with exactly that setting on the OC2 to just create like a super simple drivey synth mm. sound out of the two. And yeah, the OC1's great for that. But one thing the OC, sorry, the OC2 is great for that. But one thing the OC2 doesn't have really is is like clarity. It's more like presence of a note. Yeah. So it is fun dropping all of that stuff out. But I think if you were ever in a mix with that, you just, you're not going to hear it because there's no I, substance um, to the note on an OC2. You need your signal blended in in order to make it yeah. work. But I much prefer that than the very attack heavy octave of yeah, a Yeah, I um that's why I I actually if I was going to have any one of the I think 30 octave pedals that look like electroharmonics are currently listing um for me the Pog 2 was always a real winner um because it had some filter settings on it you had a bit more of a mixer to kind of you know really sort of dial in the sound plus a few presets which was nice um but one pedal I've really missed is the pitchfork because you could have the octave down, the tracking was incredible, um, and, and it, it offered such wonderful intervals. The the pitch yeah, and you could put well. an expression pedal in, which uh, you know everyone wants to uh, basically. What could you do with the expression pedal? Could you use it to control? Is it to bring in and out the? Is it like a a? a... It's a whammy, basically. Oh, it's a whammy. Oh, okay, yeah, right. It's yeah. a whammy. It's on the on, a, the on the pitchfork. Sorry, on the pitchfork on the Pog Two, I think it could do various things. Um, like bring in certain octaves or change the filter and stuff like that. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I think the Pitchfork is, is actually the real winner of their entire range. Great range of um, intervals, like you say, Joe, uh, up to three octaves. You could go up, down, or in the middle. You had the dual mode. Um, and you could set the foot switch latching or unlatching, which I really liked. Nice. I really liked the yeah. momentary mode on that. I thought that was a really good um, little little feature. So... Uh, yeah, that that that'd be the one that I would uh, I would go for. I don't know how we quite got to Octavus, um, <laughs> but yes, it's yeah, I, I agree. It was definitely a really cool pedal. That was kind of that was a really good time around there because the Pitchfork, um, you know, I guess slightly later. It was probably longer after than I realised. But you you had the Canyon delay come out shortly after that, the, which for me is still the best delay that Electro Harmonics have ever put out, and one of the most like musical and interesting um delay pedals i'd heard in a long time around the time that it came out um when i was at gac we were doing a lot of videos where we were trying to recreate film scores like we did the blade runner theme or like the theme from um that space movie space movie space movie no, no. interstellar interstellar that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you were just I, after that. You were just after that clickbait. That, <laughs> yeah, the, that was all those right. clickbait yeah. marketing. That's what you yeah, were doing. That was exactly what that <laughs> was. But I, I just uh, I, the canyon ended up being on everything because it was just so wonderfully. It was. It had such a fantastic like octave up option, where you know it's just pitching up constantly. Its shimmer was really usable. Like it, it was just such a great Swiss Army knife of a delay pedal without feeling like you were really sacrificing anything on any of the individual settings. Really, really good pedal that. 
that was at a time when electroharmonics were putting out about a pedal a week, wasn't it? And we just all yeah. thought, oh, I mean, there's no way they can keep this up. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> and yeah. here we are. <laughs> what, what's interesting, actually, as I was just talking about that, I was just, there's a couple of products I remember talking about <clears throat> at NAM, which we haven't seen that haven't seen the light of day yet, which was the Pitchfork Plus. Um, which was their slightly bigger version of the Pitchfork with presets and um, an extra foot switch and a bunch of extra controls and CV input and expression pedal and MIDI and a foot switch. And then also, totally forgot about this one, the digital Big Muff, which was the Big Muff that basically had a USB that was like, a, it, was a hard, it was a hardware and a plug-in. So what? you plugged it into your computer and it was a plug-in, but was a physical bit of hardware, a bit like those TC units that came out last year, like their 2290 delay and then their reverb more recently as like a controller. But yeah, this was like a big muff that went on your pedal board, but then is, also... There, was there is a, nothing that electroharmonics won't do. That I mean, that is a very, very weird... Um, weird product apparently they said here this was from a leaked catalog that obviously never came out or hasn't come out yet apparently your signal is processed via an analog circuit in the big muff and then usb out into your daw for recording so it's like the uh it's like that ibanez amp the the tube screamer amp but for recording yeah is it so that you can you can get an authentic big muff tone yeah on your computer <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah exactly yeah, Pre- guess... presumably the way that they're looking at it is there's so many people doing home recording there's you know loads of people are selling essentially big muff plugins so they're just like well look why don't we do it and then you don't need a plugin because we've just given you an, an actual big muff signal yeah i guess so because you're all you i mean you're usually going to put your big muff first aren't you in the in the chain and last and one in the middle as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you can you can do that in post, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that they have yet to be released. So how many more pedals that will come between now and those ones coming out? I don't remember those at all. It's totally passed me by. Yeah, I think it was a Nam, a sort of Nam leak, or sort of it was seen at Nam and then never really, uh, they never really came out. Wow. They've obviously got a massive backlog of products that need to. Uh, <laughs> that need to come out at some point. So, do you remember? Do you remember when we were, when we went to a different country, Matt? Do you <laughs> oh, that we, time. Do you, do you remember when we like we left the house? Whoa, what? What? A, how naive and young we were. Oh, when... It's a shame because right about this time, I'd be and maybe you as well, Jay, would be sunning it up in oh, hot and sticky Nashville. Sunny Nashville. Um, you know. And uh, well, we were we were going to go on holiday. We weren't just going to. We were just not going to tell. Uh, nothing to do with Nam. We were just weren't going to tell yeah. uh, Mark and uh, and Joe. We were just going to go yeah. ourselves. Exactly, <laughs> a romantic getaway in uh, you know in, the home of uh, the home with, of music with a friend of the podcast, where Steed from Novo and Revolt Guitars. Exactly. Um, yeah, great going to summer Nam and spending five days in your convention centre. <laughs> so bloody hot. <laughs> so bloody hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean. California, LA has been generally pretty hot every now and I've been like just good hot weather, like good hot. But Na- but Nashville is just like muggy. I remember the first time I went, we went from the hotel. It was a, about a 10 minute walk maximum from the hotel to the convention center. Met the US team and they were like, yeah, we're just calling an Uber. I'm like, 
It's 10 minutes walk. I'm like, there's no need for an Uber. And they're like, have you stepped outside yet? And it was like nearly 40 degrees, like 90% humidity. And we're like, yeah, I can see why you yeah. need to get an Uber. Yeah. For- <laughs> so, yeah. What a- what a way to live well not like here when it's just you know perpetually raining it's just it like oh it's fine it's, this is just a bit of july rain you know yeah, it's it was, fine. Um, <laughs> I, I got asked once when i was uh, in japan one of the engineers said what's what's england like what's the weather in england and i just went gray <laughs> that's the best way to describe it's it gray just gray i like yeah. it though uh, now, gentlemen, I can uh, I can hear the sultry tones of the question duck uh, uh, crying out for us to to move on into the question section of the podcast. Um, so, so yeah, let's start things off. Um, first, uh, we'll open, we'll continue with a question about about pedals straight from the Facebook group. Another one from Andy Manley, who has already had one mention on this podcast. Andy says, I'm looking for a nice ambient reverb with frills, something like a Caverns or an Old Blood Noise Endeavours Dark Star. Um, oh, interesting. What's worth a look for around the £200 mark? So what do you what do you guys think? An ambient reverb. The thing is, he's mentioned two, you know, fantastic options already, but it's not supposed to, not supposed to be kind of either of those. So an ambient style reverb, but we've kind of got a decent amount of money to play with, like the £200 uh, yeah, it seems to be the average, I guess yeah. now, doesn't it? Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little bit of help from various websites here and see what's available. That sort of money, what we've talked about before. Um, one thing, one pedal, and this is a, this is above the budget, but one pedal we definitely need to try and get hold of and try is the Source Audio Collider, which is their delay and reverb. I always think their stuff looks really, really good. Mm. Um, well, you can buy an Ocean's 12 now, um, which actually might be a good option. Um, but let's have a quick. It's kind of it's such it's it's actually it's it's a decent amount, but it's a it's a difficult price point when it gets onto kind of the more fun sort of ambient yeah, delays. Yeah, okay. Cause... So I um I'll give you one that I've actually I've actually got um which is which is great. Old Blood Noise is a go-to for the kind of weird and wacky. Um, the Minim. Um, which we've talked about a lot, which is obviously their reverb and then tremolo-driven delay. Uh, sorry, delay and tremolo-driven reverb um, with the um, reverse switch, which will also do the octave, um, which I really like. I think that's really nice. It's, I think it's you know great for the kind of weird and wacky stuff. Maybe you can, you have to really dial it back, and then it's still. a tad on the extreme side so it will never do just like your basic reverb but i'm guessing you probably want something that does um will always do far beyond that um but the minimum i think was was really good for that and then um one pedal we sold a lot of when i was actually at antons um is the mr black um blood moon um i think they did a couple in that series which is their modulated ambient reverb um that was always a good shout. I thought, you know, specifically looking at the uh, the ambient side of things, I thought um, well worth a look. But I've actually also just seen just another crazy uh, choice. TC Electronic Hall of Fame 2 X4 is £199. Wow, oh, that's good. That's incredible. Um, I mean, just the, the Hall of Fame 2 on its own is, is actually a fantastic option. If, you know, if we're just looking at kind of basic names, I think it's, you know, capable of some really good sort of ambient crazy stuff. 
Yeah, I don't know with that if with the X4 if you can have four on at once. I don't think it's like the triple delay. I think it's just like four reverbs in a box. Yeah. Um, but I think the nice thing about that is obviously having ambient mode, shimmer mode, church. You obviously you can dial in your same, and you've got that kind of the mash nice little, control. Yeah, as well. the mash control. Yeah. I thought which is really nice. Yeah, for um, sure. But the one that everyone seems to be raving about at the moment is the Walrus Slow. That's the one I seem to be popping up on a lot of Matty, you are you are killing me here you're just you just are you you're, taking all of yours you're taking it you're killing me you, oh my gosh you're absolutely just you're getting me here no i i completely i completely agree i i think there's actually as you said joe i think there's loads of options at this price point i think you've got sorry to cut across you there matty but i feel no, like no, no. i've heard you you've, you've i can't you've, believe how many choices there are actually. i know i know <laughs> i just had a quick look as well and and you know i completely agree the mr black i think is a great choice um the the slow is kind of slow is kind of where i would be um i was going to say the uh old blood uh rever but of course the minim the updated version of that is is a great choice um and uh just another one that um i've actually never tried but i've watched a load of videos off and i'd really like to spend a bit of time with is the uh the new neighbor immerse i think that's another one that is a uh you know a kind of big big sounding soundscapey type pedal um for not loads of money well you know they're 200 200 quid or something so um i think you've got a lot of choice there but yeah the, i think probably out, out of all of those the slur would be um would be quite near the top of the list or as uh, as he mentioned the caverns which i think is a you know really really cool pedal so yeah lots of I, choice I, in fact actually up to 200 pounds for a reverb i think is one of the most exciting territories you can go into yeah, by, yeah. by the looks of it just just on a uh, popular retailer and um looking at reverb pedals there is absolutely loads in fact i'd say maybe more ex- exciting choices than delay pedals um in some ways well i I guess uh, the thing is with with reverb is it's it's just a bit more delay is a bit more kind of it's a bit more of a rigid effect i guess because mm. delay is like well what are you doing okay well what what a delay pedal is is it's going to take your sound and it's going to repeat the sound back to you and it can do other things but the main point of a of a delay pedal is to is to uh, you know repeat the sound back to you. Whereas a reverb pedal, the point of it is it's to make you feel like you're in a large space. And I guess you can interpret that kind of however you want. And I guess that's why reverb is sometimes, you know, if you're looking for something a bit weird, reverb is a more interesting place. Mm. And it's something that uh, kind of clever people who design pedals can have a bit more fun with rather than just making a pedal where it's like, okay, well, you played this note. Here's this note again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're not bound by that one thing. I, um, I tell you what's also incredible, actually, which um, just on a side note, talking of, of reverb, everyone obviously loves a space echo. Um, I'm not going to talk about the RE20, but what I, am gonna, what I am going to talk about is the Echofix EFX2 tape echo, which we probably mentioned quite some time ago a company in australia making a modern day space echo basically um they are now available to buy from anderson's oh are they yeah oh Oh, my goodness this is exciting Um, news how much are they they are not as cheap as if i wish i'd pre-ordered one when they first announced on reverb (laughs) Uh, i think when they first announced on reverb i'm sure they're about 
11 or 1200 they are going to come into the uk at 19.99 so it's 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 a tricky one at that price point because you can they get a still real take, one for less money <laughs> you can get a real yeah. one for less money um and i'm actually taking mine to be serviced tomorrow so i'm looking forward to actually getting mine back in full working order and full service yeah i i would say that you are broaching on the yeah you you i'd be hard pushed i i'd say mm. you almost would rather spend the money on uh, a new yeah. one i think what's interesting with this um the original space echoes they need to see a low impedance guitar signal so sometimes you plug a guitar straight in you kind of need to go into like a buffer or something first to get the best out of them obviously they've got two different inputs here um one for a high impedance one for a line input um the reverb in these ones is digital it's not spring um obviously you've got a modern day tape i think all the parts they're not like nos parts they're like all new parts as well um, and they have put the sound on sound mode on there which i think is great because that feature was only available in the later models um but yeah i, I think that's a cool product i mean if you've got the money to burn i bet you that will be a fantastic thing to uh, to own but um yeah i think a, a normal an old re201 will set you back about 1200 quid now. yeah yeah exactly i kind of, I, th I think i'd kind of uh I'd, I'd almost lean towards i'd go for the prestige of course i'd go for the prestige uh of of having an old one over this but it, it nonetheless it looks incredibly cool um yeah and if you really wanted to splash the cash for a reverb then um there you go yeah yeah exactly uh now we are actually coming up to the uh to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, we're, of course, going to be continuing over our on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Um, you can also find that in the description of this podcast. We have, of course, returned to our original um, Patreon format, so we are going to be continuing to answer questions from our Facebook group over on the Patreon. We're also going to be talking a bit about the... Uh, um, the Guitar Nerd survey over there and some of the, 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 the feedback that we've had from everyone that we're going to action. Um, I've also got some uh, some pedals to suggest to, in answer to uh, this question from Andy as well. But we're going to be shooting over there and we're going to be... It looks like we've got, uh, we've got a handful of other questions. Uh, Scott O'Brien, um, uh, Jason Hands. We've got some, a few other interesting questions on modding and extreme shaped guitars and stuff like that so we're going to pop over there and do that uh, if you want to join us you can do from as little as a dollar a month a dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early at the five dollar tier you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week plus access to our entire back catalogue and at the ten dollar tier you become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits plus you get your name sung in the end of the podcast song by me which is wonderful join us over on facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum and follow us on all the major social platforms with at guitar nerds thanks very much for tuning in and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery farewell cheers Bye. gang yeah 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 oh yeah 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 oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah 
Ty Allen and Yogi, the guitarist, Modi Modi is Cloud Lifter and Todd Simons, Ridge Quest, well, Joe Harper, Sean Hughes, Michael Howe, Brian Anson, Shane M, Jeffrey Wax, Eric Hammer, Samuel Frost, Brian Einzler, Gavin Vandalind, and Jacob McGee, Scott Utting, Robert Butterworth, and Simon Milborn, Mike Hizau, Kadueki, Stuart Robson. The guitarners here to come. They're running the guitarners. Oh my God, they've got a knife. The guitarners better run for your life, your life, your life. Your they are the guitarners. Has it come to this? The guitarners. My God, they're covered in piss. The guitarners. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. They smell. Neil Milton, Christian Lund Hansen, Nick Rivet, Keith Adams, Eric File, Andrew Good, Joe Puddick, Marin Peters, Richard Sudworth, Jack Cutmore, Jamie Kemp, Ken Sayers, Adrian Deshaun, Bo, John Anglin, Rob Gruel, Tucker Amadon, Annie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Burke, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Matt Bellamy, oh, Jake Grace, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyland, Christopher Lowe, Seth Hans, Derek Rich, Rob Nordvik, Steve Merkel, J.D. Shard, Robin Smith, Brad Page, and Andy McKenzie, Scott O'Brien, Paul Carrick, and Will Clare, and then there's always Moog Gravit. Oh, the guitarners, you better run from them, the guitarners, get away as fast you can, the guitarners, yeah, 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 they're really terrible people. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.